shop on eBay this holiday season to get more for your dough on stand mixers mm. or get more for your buck on this season's hottest tech and gaming gear. And on eBay, you can even get more <gasps> bling for less cha-ching on jewelry. You can get more because you save more on premium brands with eBay's exclusive deals. Get more when you get it on eBay. For the ones going above and beyond. For the ones reaching out, helping out, and lending a hand. For the ones people count on. You can count on Granger. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry. Backed by 24-7 customer support and specialists to help with hard-to-find products. Because you've got everyone's back. We've got yours. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey everybody, this is Sam with Pro Wrestling Overtime. And this is your WW News and just weekly update for June 12th through the 18th. Yes, I know I'm behind. I really want to know what promotions you want me to cover. I've been covering um, CCW, uh, Ring of Honor, Impact, AEW, GCW, WWE, MLW, NWA, and I'm not 100% sure whether I'm not, I'm going to cover New Japan. I'm hit and miss on New Japan, I'll just be real honest with you. Because it comes on so early in the morning. Usually I'm putting together the sports bets for daily sports betting overtimes podcast. And I don't always get around to actually watching New Japan. And I don't want to put out a weekly update or anything like that on stuff I haven't watched. So... I'm not sure how I feel about that. If you guys want any other promotions or you know of any pay-per-views that are coming up that you want to make sure that I watch, uh, hit me up at ProWrestlingOT at gmail.com or hit me on Twitter. Uh, I am ProOvertime there. It's two O's, ProOvertime. Yeah, the DMs are... are open if you're going to suggest some wacko promotion that you don't want everybody to see. Uh, For those of you who aren't on Facebook, aren't on uh, Twitter, aren't on Instagram, I'm trying to think where else I am, but you should have saw some kind of post go out now uh have a radio station trying it out seeing if it works seeing if there are any radio listeners out there today what i put up i guess i started about three o'clock this morning 
I just put up a playlist of May pro wrestling shows. I put up today's daily sports betting episode. I then put up all the June sports shows. So you got stories on the Boston Celtics, on uh, baseball checking pitchers for um, sticky substances. And right now, June wrestling is playing as I'm recording this. And then after that, I believe there are a couple sports episodes. And then you will get April's pro wrestling overtime. Now, starting tomorrow... Hopefully, to be switching it up between wrestling, sports, um, the daily sports betting podcast, and everything. So, if you want to listen to that, all you have to do is either go to Live 365 on your desktop, or if you want to download their app, it's Live 365. It's free. Um, you can, if you want to turn it to a different station and listen to music, they have all kinds of music on there. I suggest you stay on my station, though. My station is National Sports Overtime. And so we're going to see how that goes and what we can do with it. I may be going live on there on certain shows, whether it be just a regular, like tomorrow night would be Impact Wrestling. You know, I may go live on it. I haven't made up my mind. Definitely, probably going to go live on certain pay-per-views. Especially pay-per-views that a lot of you don't get. I know a lot of you belong to Peacock, so you get WWE Hell in a Cell. I know a lot of you buy AEW's pay-per-views. But, do you watch Impact Wrestling's many pay-per-views that are on Impact Plus? Do you watch the Ring of Honor ones? Do you watch the GCW ones? So, we're going to be looking into that and seeing how that plays off. Let's get into the WWE news and updates for June 12th through the 18th. Yes, I know today is the 23rd. Yes, I know Hell in a Cell has happened. Yes, I know Raw has happened. I know NXT happened last night. We're not going to talk about it though. That's going to be for a future episode. Let's talk about what happened. (coughs) Excuse me. Coming out of NXT's In Your House. And the lead up to Hell in a Cell with both Raw and SmackDown. Now for those of you who don't know. In... NXT's uh, In Your House 
L.A. Knight won the Million Dollar Championship. Saw a lot of griping, a lot of whining, um, a lot of people all upset about this. And I guess I don't know why. Number one, that title with Ted DiBiase was all about class. Being obnoxious and being better than everyone. That's L.A. Knight. That's not Cameron Grimes. L.A. Knight always dresses better. He speaks better. He wrestles better. He gives it his all. And he has the swagger. Yeah. That Cameron Grimes doesn't. Cameron Grimes is playing the everyman. The low-life loser who looks more like an ape with all the hair on his body than he does a human being. He doesn't speak appropriately. He doesn't dress appropriately. He doesn't know what he's doing now that he is a millionaire. And I think that's why so many of you like him. I, on the other hand, can't stand him. Um, I didn't like Trevor Lee on the indie circuits, and I definitely don't like him in NXT. I think his character is great. His wrestling leaves a lot to be desired. In that in-your-house million-dollar matchup, the ladder match... I felt like he didn't give his all. I don't know whether he was hurt, he was sick, or he just couldn't keep up with LA Knight. I don't know. I rant and raved to a lot of my friends who we were all in a chat room and talking about it while it was going on. The punches that. Um, Cameron Grimes threw to L.A. Knight when they were both on the ladder the first time. My uh, six-month-old niece throws harder punches. It was so obvious that those punches were not even close to being real. L.A. Knight tried to sell them but when you're missing him by so much, and NXT is showing you different angles, it's really hard to sell. Also, Cameron Grimes seemed to be worried about getting hurt, <clears throat> seemed to be scared, did not want to give his body up, and that drove me crazy. When he climbed up the lighting rig, that was supposed to be one of the two big spots of the night. He climbed up the lighting rig and jumped onto L.A. Knight. Instead of giving his body up and trusting L.A. Knight to catch him, break his fall, 
whatever you want to say, he landed on his feet and then proceeded to fall into L.A. Knight. And it wasn't fast. It actually was pretty slow, and you could tell exactly what he was doing. Now, because I watch AEW and have seen Darby Allen do this a hundred billion times, not just on AEW, but on the indies, Trevor Lee, who is Cameron Grimes, should have seen Darby Allen do this. And I know Darby Allen doesn't care about his body. He doesn't, he is a risky wrestler. I totally know that. But you think Cameron Grimes could have done somewhere in between what he actually did that looked awful and what Darby Allen does that looks awesome and the fans want to cheer him because he is giving up his body. <clears throat> but it, him landing on his feet was ridiculous. I will give him props for the second spot of the night that was supposed to get the crowd cheer when L.A. Knight pushed him off the ladder and he landed on another ladder that was horizontal, horizontally um, placed against another ladder in the ring. We haven't seen him a lot, so I'm going to make the assumption he's sore. L.A. Knight on that following NXT, though, I think it would have been June 15th, you saw him come strutting out. Guys, he looked the part. The second reason why Cameron Grimes could not win that belt right now the baby face has to go through obstacles in order to reach the peak of the mountain, whereas hills don't do that. So if Cameron Grimes would have won right off, his journey, his story is complete. And where do you go there? from there? No, they need to now tell the story. Of how does money make you happy? Does him buying things or taking things that L.A. Knight wants to buy make him happy? He's got to climb the mountain. And I think that's what we're going to be seeing. Also, NXT announced the Great American Bash is going to be July 6th. It's going to not be a takeover, not going to be a pay-per-view. It's going to be on the regular Tuesday night show, but that card is going to be jammed pack. We also got reports uh, June 12th through the 18th that Selena De La Renta has been spotted at the Performance Center. They weren't sure if she was working out, she was taking classes, or 
they were talking about making a deal with her. Because no one has been able to find out whether or not she's truly been signed or not. She has been rumored to be signed since she left MLW. But no one is 100% sure whether she has. The other person who people just went crazy about was Becky Lynch was spotted working out at the Performance Center. She was at last week's SmackDown. She was at Helena Cell. And she was rumored also to show up on this past Monday Night's Raw. Guys, that doesn't necessarily mean she's ready to go. Don't expect her to show up on Friday Night Smackdown. She has been working at the Black and the Brave Wrestling Academy, which Seth owns with a partner of his. And I think she's been in there for a couple months. I think that she probably is in somewhat good wrestling shape from working with the students. She's been lifting weights. She's been doing cardio. But from what I understand, what the rumor is that I'm hearing, that her and Seth rented a long-term place in or near Tampa. (coughs) Uh, I guess it's more towards St. Pete. And that way, someone can be with the baby all times. It is also my understanding, when they start traveling, the baby is going to travel with them. So, we're going to have to see if Becky shows up July 16th, if she has a match at SummerSlam, and who it's going to be against. Remember, Becky was on Raw. Rumor is they are switching her to SmackDown. I don't know if that will be when she comes back or at the draft. One of the four horsewomen, meaning Sasha or Bailey, if Becky comes to SmackDown, will need to leave. I'm voting for Bailey because I think they have ruined her on SmackDown, and we can get on, into that on another episode of me ranting and raving about how poorly. They have treated not only Bailey but Sasha Banks and how awful the storylines have been for Bianca Belair. So we'll have to wait and see. PW Insider broke the news last week that WWE is planning on trying 
to run a Saudi Arabia show in November of this year, of 2021. Now, I know a lot more was revealed on this past Friday Night's Raw, or this past Monday Night's Raw. But last week, Piper Niven from NXT UK was called up to Raw and made to look like someone that even Maria had picked up off the street. The announcers, including Corey Graves. Corey Graves, my man, I'm I'm disappointed in you. Uh, because if anybody should have known her, it should have been you. She has been in NXT UK forever, but before that, she started training at wrestling at 16 years old. She made her debut at 18. She's held two or three championships in Europe, and like I said, has been on NXT UK for a while. Why they're acting like she's a no-name? I don't understand. I really, I really don't. I don't understand why you would not want her to keep her name of Piper Niven. But, I'm going to make the assumption Vince didn't like it. And therefore has came up with the new name of Dewdrop for her. Which makes zero sense to me. Um, Samoa Joe returned. Shocking. I don't know who. Because it had been rumored for a good week and a half, two weeks. That Samoa Joe was going to go back to NXT. That he loved NXT. He enjoyed his time there. And he believed in what they were creating there. But, it is believed that he signed a non-wrestling contract. You heard William Regal say, you know, you can't put your hands on anybody or wrestle anybody unless provoked. So that also makes me think that he has a non-wrestling contract. Now... Later in that June 15th show, he got a little physical with Adam Cole. And, of course, he had stare-downs with Karrion Cross and Pete Dunne that he basically won. I just wonder how big, bad of an enforcer they're going to allow him to be. And I think eventually... Probably by the end of the year, he's going to have to get in the ring. My question is, is he cleared? I have a funny feeling he's not been cleared. And that's one of the reasons why he didn't go to another promotion. Because I know that some of those other promotions that were trying to get him were offering him more money 
than what his NXT contract is worth. But those were wrestling contracts. So, who knows? The hot thing, the hot wrestler last year on the, the end of the year of the summer circuit and then the beginning part of this year was Blake Christian. He was signed by NXT and he made his debut June 15th. He is now Trey Baxter. That's going to take some getting used to for, for me because he seems like a Blake Christian. So, uh, Trey Baxter, I don't know if that fits him yet or not. Watch, I'll probably be calling him Trey Baxter next week. But anyway, I'm going to try to get used to it. WWE went ahead, um, they started a couple weeks ago naming their top 50 greatest tag teams. This week, they announced number 20 through number 11. Number 20 was the undisputed error. I really thought this would be higher. Especially compared to the next one, number 19. It was called the Soul Patrol. It was Rocky Johnson and Tony, Tony Atlas. I have watched some of their older matches. Obviously, when they were really tag-teaming, I wasn't born yet, but I just didn't feel like that they had a lot of chemistry. The matches that I have seen almost seem like they're fighting each other for the top dog spot. Number 18, Professor Toru Tanaka and Mr. Fuji. Again, have watched, I think, one or two of their matches. Mr. Fuji always pulling some kind of shenanigans. Um, again, they wrestled, but not. And so, I think the Undisputed Era would be above these two. But someone at WWE decided not to. Number 17 is the Steiner Brothers. I, I'm shocked that they're at 17. Number 16, the Rock and Sock Connection, which just was an unusual tag team to me. Uh, number 15, the Wild Samoans. Again, don't know that I would name them in my top 20. Maybe. But. Compared to nowadays tag teams. I. I don't know if they're as athletic. If their storylines were awesome. I don't know. Number 14 shocked me. The Rockers. Yes. Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. Are at 14. And I thought for sure they'd be in the top 10. Number 13, the Mega Powers. Hawk, 
Hogan and Randy Savage. Um, I didn't watch a lot of WWE around, I think, the time that they were a tag team. So I've only seen clips. I don't even know if I've seen a whole match. But with those two big names, um, I don't know. Number 12 is the Valiant Brothers. And then number 11 is Demolition. What I remember without looking them up, without watching any matches this week, I feel like Demolition was a ripoff of the Road Warriors. Didn't you guys? So, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with their rankings. I'm looking forward to the top 10. ESPN, if you guys don't know, they are having people vote on the ESPYs right now. They decided to have a tournament for the best WWE moment. You need to go to ESPN, the ESPYs, that's E-S-P-Y, lowercase s, and vote on this. Match one is Dominic Mysterio's debut versus Roman Reigns' comeback in August at SummerSlam. Match two is Pat McCafferty confronting and punting Adam Cole. And it, it is against Goldberg returning to challenge Drew for the championship. Guys, you gotta go with my, Pat McAfee. Anyway, uh, match three was Keith Lee breaking Adam Cole's 403-day record of holding the belt. Or it... I don't think it's fair that it goes up against this one, but um, Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair at the WrestleMania historic moment. Match four is Edge winning the 2021 Royal Rumble against Kevin Owens' stunning uh, Logan Paul at WrestleMania 37. Match 5 is Sasha Banks wins the SmackDown Championship from Bayley at Hell in a Cell in October. Or Randy Orton setting the Fiend on fire at TLC in December. Match 6 is The Undertaker celebrating his 30th anniversary with WWE and saying his final farewell versus Bobby Lashley winning the WWE Championship. Match 7 is Bailey turning on Sasha Banks at the end of August against Bad Bunny teaming with Damian Priest 
against Miz and Morrison at WrestleMania 37. I think that one's going to get a lot of votes. Sasha and Bailey have ooh, tremendous support from their fans, but Bad Bunny has an audience outside of wrestling. Match 8. Bianca Belair wins the Royal Rumble against The Miz, cashing in the Money in the Bank briefcase at Elimination Chamber to become the champion. So I think, you know, those 16 moments are pretty cool. I don't know who's going to win because you never know with the fans voting. So you need to go vote because the next tournament, which is the final eight, go up against each other. I want to say it starts on Friday or Saturday. I'm not 100% sure. Then it'll go down to the final four. Coming up... <clears throat> NXT UK on June 24th, you're going to see what I think will be two bangers. We've got Tioman versus Oliver Carter. And then we have a triple threat of Joe Coffey, Rampage Brown versus Ilya Dragunov. Um... Guys, I can't wait for Dragunov to come over to the United States. He's going to light the world on fire. And then they announced, also NXT, the Great American Bash on July 6th is going to be main evented by Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. Um... As far as money in the bank, they're doing qualifying matches. So we kind of have to wait and see how those shake out. And what other matches they decide to put in. So hopefully by Friday or Saturday, I will have the next weekly update ready to go. And for you guys to listen to, that will have a lot more about WWE's Money in the Bank, and I wish they would say what is going to be on their shows so we could talk about it. But we all know WWE. So uh, that's your weekly update for June 12th through the 18th. Guys, I will talk to you soon. And I will see you down the road. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry. 
as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you, so you can always depend on us. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.